is up, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. We took a one-week uh, hiatus there for the holiday and some other stuff going on, but welcome back to the Master Craftsman Podcast, episode 16. This is Jared Niederheiser. Joining me, as always, is... Branson Wilms, and we have three stouts for today's episode. We're running out of time on stout yes, season. Yes, we had I discussed think. we're like, you know... Here in Northeast Ohio, we are in the 70s all week with 80 on Friday, I think. I think next week is supposed to go back cool down, down a little bit, but but I know we're we're on the turn. Once we get once we have a day where it's 70 or whatever, to me, it's always going to be 70. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not looking back. Stouts are going to be making their way out, and we are going to be bringing in some more. Um, I don't know, probably some different ales. Um, we'll probably try additional smoothies i'm sure we're going to get into that and then there's always some different cool you know tart ales and things like that that we get into when summer comes around so got some some stuff some ideas for some future episodes um excited to see what things get released this this time of year um so we should start seeing um some of the spring releases coming out hitting shells probably here in the next couple weeks yeah i would i would assume so yeah as we talked about the weather starting to get more consistently nice yes. um yep. so the, the the lighter the fruitier mm-hmm. the more crisper that we talked about like the ipas and things like that For are sure. going to be more what we're going to take more of a look at is obviously we're not going to get rid of the smoothies can't get rid of those I don't i'm care sure what, we'll float a stout in there yeah you know once in a while something crazy will come out that we'll look at each other we'll text each other and say we got to have that yeah got to get that one and we have three of them tonight yeah that that we said like we got to get that one. If again, we've talked about it. You and I, our Instagram, personal Instagram yeah. accounts, is just flooded with Back different posts forth, yeah. of different beers that we say, "Hey, we got to get our hands on that to to give it a, to give it a try." Whether whether we do it here on the podcast or we just we get together and and give a couple of shots. So, but these three these three definitely fit the bill um, on that one. Yeah. So we've got one one local, um, and then two that are not local. Um, but all three are going to be really great beers. Um, and we've got a really cool episode today where we're going to be discussing three conspiracy theories. Right. The ones that kind of pique our interest. Yep. Um, we'll kind of hit some hot points and then we'll let you guys kind of, you know, I don't know. Take sit, a deep, take yeah, a deeper take a dive deep, yeah, into deep, it, I guess. Deep, deeper dive into Down the it. rabbit hole, if yeah, you will. There's, there's, I mean, endless sources and stories and podcasts and YouTube videos that you can watch on, on these various conspiracy theories. But these are a couple that um, piqued our interest that we think are maybe worth uh, you guys taking a look at and seeing what you think. Um, do a little figuring of your own. But that's what we've got coming up on this episode. Um, so, Jared, what, what else do you got to add here? I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm excited for these three, man. And I'm, I, I think our three conspiracy theories are going to, Warrant some good conversation. I, I mean, so. you you yeah. came up with one. I've got one of my own that I, I've kind of dove into, I guess. And then we have one that we've talked about just briefly, yep. you know, amongst each other. We'll and I'm, one, I'm excited yeah. to see kind of where the conversations go tonight. So a little change of pace from what we've had in recent weeks or past weeks, I should say. But I'm looking forward to this topic. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be very thought provoking and for sure and, and bring about some some good conversation. Awesome. Sounds good to me. So when we come back, we will jump into beer number one, and we will give you our very first conspiracy theory. We'll kind of look at um, what that all entails. So stick around. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 16 of the Master Craftsman podcast. Again, check us out on Instagram at the.mastercraftsman. Uh, we always post all the can art, a um, little bit of a rundown on what the episode of the week is going to be. We got some really cool cans that we'll talk about um, as we go into each individual beer, but we always post uh, each week to go with every episode, um, you know, kind of what we got in terms of the beers. And then obviously, that way, if you're interested, um, you kind of know what cans you're looking for when yeah. you get to your local bottle shop. Yeah, and we tag the breweries as well, yeah. so you can feel free to, yep. um, if they have an Instagram as well, you can follow that link. 
um, and check out some of the other offerings that they might have that we have not yet tried. And then again, feel free to always comment on the post any beers that you would like us to try on future episodes, and we will do our best to get our hands on those. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, our first beer is going to be a local one from a brewery that I know Branson and I have sampled quite a bit. They have some of my my favorite um, local stouts that we can get our hands on. Uh, a couple of the ones around Christmas time that they come out with. There's a candy cane milk stout and then a gingerbread uh, stout that come out that are just absolutely incredible. This one um, is from their dessert list line. So Branson, why don't you kind of give us a rundown on this one? Yeah, so this is from Arche Brewing out of Akron, Ohio. Um, and we have from their dessert list, this is a caramel cinnamon roll pastry milk stout coming in at 8% ABV. Um, it says here about the beer, a symphony of smooth caramel and cinnamon wrapped in freshly baked pastry embedded with rich roasty notes of a stout. So that sounds right up my alley. I was going to say that sounds perfect uh, all the way around the board. I have this across board the board up and split up in our glasses and I can tell you right off the nose. A lot of caramel. Caramel and, and cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah. So I'm loving it. Um, Let's go ahead and cheers and give it a try. And it's right up my alley with the nice tan brownish the, head. It's That's got the like, dark brown head. Yeah, on it. so it's let's nice. let's give this one a go. Yeah, man. Cheers, cheers to you. One. It's a cinnamon roll. Yeah, I mean, um, I was gonna say I didn't get a lot of caramel, but there as I. Swish it around. I'm starting to get more caramel. Yeah, um, for sure. I very cinnamon rolling. But I love how it's like, and, I, and I've talked about this in prior episodes, and we've talked about it off, you know, off air. Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is when um, a brewery will advertise, you know, a blend of these flavors. But when you try it, you just get punched in the face with one thing, and it's not and it's there, like, and it's like not what you even wanted it to be. And it's not but even like, subtle. Some of the other yeah. stuff that, you, like, you would think, like, okay, like, and this one does not fit this criteria. So don't don't right. think that what I'm no. about to say fits with what what, I'm, what 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 this beer is. Is like you look at it and you say, okay, caramel, cinnamon roll, you know, pastry milk stout. You think like, okay, a ton of caramel, and that's really it. Like this one. It has the caramel, like we talked about, off the nose. It has the caramel taste, and it—I mean, it tastes like a cinnamon roll, man. That's what like, it's. That's and because so, I think this is exact opposite of what I hate that people do is I think that this is perfectly blended of the caramel, the cinnamon, the sweetness, and the roasty of the just the stout yeah. that the natural stout brings anyway. Um, it gives it almost like a nutty like burnt sugarish kind of roast to it um i think it's a really really excellent beer and i just i think they did a really good job of making all everything come together you don't just taste the caramel no and you don't just taste like cinnamon it's it's truly blended and you definitely get pastry doughy like cakey type it covered all the bases yeah. for me. Covered it, all it, the bases. It doesn't miss. Everything that you see advertised on this is, is what, what you're you getting. Get. Yep. Is what you're it's getting. It's not just a stout that has a, a, a faint hint of caramel or cinnamon to it. So that's what I think of this one. And I'm going to continue to try, especially as it warms up a little bit. Yeah, I'm so going to leave while, it sit for a minute. While we're doing that, why don't you go ahead and get into your conspiracy theory? All right. So mine is, uh, it's a little bit of an older one. Um, as someone that... Um, pop culture is something that I, I, I really enjoy, whether it's, it's, it's sports, it's movies, it's TV, it's music. This one kind of fits that bill. Um, it, it came about in the 1960s, and that's the Paul is Dead, urban legend, conspiracy theory, yeah. myth, whatever you want to call it. And I want to preface this all by saying I don't necessarily agree with all these, like we talked about at the beginning, but... The more you read and the more you look and the more you listen to or videos you watch on YouTube or whatever, it is. It's like going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. You start thinking like, okay, like that that's legit. Like that kind of makes sense. Like, okay, I can see that. You know what I mean? And this kind of fits the bill for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, especially with like how you worded it. Like I think 
we're not uh, we're not going through these trying to persuade you that, no, that we believe no. this. Yeah. Um, but they're more like, hey, man, we found some things and it made us think. It's thought provoking, and, and uh, we're throwing it out there to you guys. Feel free to give us your opinions. Um, I can't say that I'm uh, I'm convinced either way on on the it, ones that yeah. we're going to talk about tonight, but. Um, I think they're very thought-provoking. So, yeah, let's let's hear more about this. So, so here's a little bit of a background. Uh, Paul McCartney, obviously a uh, musician in the Beatles. Um, the, 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 the theory goes that he was killed in a car accident in 1966, mm-hmm. okay? And the Beatles, um, the members of the Beatles to – because, I mean – I mean, not, neither of us were alive in the 60s, no. but we understand what Beatlemania is and was. Um, according to that theory or rumor, whatever you want to call it, he died in the car crash. And then the other, the surviving, quote unquote, members of the Beatles, in order to spare like the entire like mass hysteria that would have taken place um, at that time, to spare their fans and to spare the public and whatever, they, they, they decided that they were going to replace him with a lookalike. Someone that that looked like him, um, and, and kind of do all that like in secrecy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they were involved with Britain's MI5, which is military intelligence. That that kind of like I mean, because you got to think like the, the Beatles were huge oh, yeah. at that time. So like for them to be involved with something with British intelligence isn't that far fetched. No, when, you gotta, when you're big enough like that, you can pull just about whatever you want. Yeah, like it's just absurd. Like, and again, it's a conspiracy theory. It's a rumor. It's a myth. There's a couple things that I'm going to point out, and I, like I said, I don't want to dive too deeply into this because I mean, we could spend the next hour and a half talking about these this next one, three yeah. things. But like, uh, I'm not going to. But um, this is something that then it just became an international phenomenon. Uh, it, the rumors were declined. There was, you know, proof, quote unquote. There was theories that this is what happened there were clues i mean you know you think back to some of the songs um you play them backwards it says paul is dead yeah um you know you play you you know you look at you look at other things and uh other songs like the revolution nine you know what i mean like yeah album art you want to talk about abbey road there the 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 theory is they're all walking across the street there's only one of them that's barefoot why why is paul quote unquote barefoot you know what I mean? Is what I heard that's when I was watching that. yeah. yes, like that's what like yeah. The one that I was watching it said if you actually look at that that image, the famous image of them going through the crosswalk. Yes, um, I believe is it John Lennon who's first. I think so. I believe well, so. Like, whoever's first is in white, all white, and that is supposed to like represent like you know the the preacher or whoever is delivering the service. And then the next person is in, like, a suit, and it's supposed to resemble, like, some, attending a funeral. And then it was Paul McCartney who's barefoot, and that's supposed to resemble, like, being buried and being yeah. dead. And then the last one is a guy in denim, which is supposed to represent the person digging the grave. And, like, if you like actually the read, the, yeah, yeah. If you read the license plate, too, on that car... Um, I can't remember exactly what the what the initials are. See, can you zoom in and see? I can't. No? I can't zoom. Let me see if I can zoom in. It's, into it's like letter letter twenty eight, and it's like it stands for like 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 would have been twenty eight. Like if he didn't die, or like it, I think it's like something like that is specific. Like that's what something that someone had mentioned that stood out to them. Like they came up with like, um, I don't know. They made it. Uh, Stand for something. LMW twenty eight one F was the license plate. One F, like I think it was like twenty eight if, like twenty eight. Yes, it hadn't died. Yeah, and to 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 go on with your point, um, the order that they appear in is John Lennon is first in white, and then Ringo Starr is second in the suit. Yep. Obviously, Paul McCartney is third barefoot, and then George Harrison is the last member. Um, no, I take that back. Yes, I had that right. George Harrison is the final member in the denim suit, yeah. which is again, like you said, to it's signify. Yeah. yeah, so like it's, it is. It's it's one of those things that you know you look at, and there there's one other point that I wanted to kind of, oh, to go along with that. 
Abbey Road was was released in 1969 when this was starting to to get traction in like college campuses mm -hmm. um, that Paul was dead, and there were rumors that the Beatles were going to disband, like they were you know going to kind of break up and do their own thing. John Lennon wanted to do his own thing, um, you know. Paul McCartney was kind of felt like he was isolated. Um, and just apart from everybody else that was in the Beatles. So it's like, did Paul McCartney feel isolated because it wasn't truly Paul McCartney? It right. was a guy that like, you know, because anything, like something like that happens, you're kind of like, okay. Like, yeah, we want you to be a part of this. And right. then it's like, well, you're not an original guy. Yeah. So like, it's really? kind of, you're like odd man out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you've, you've seen, I mean, you see that through like musical, you know, groups throughout history. Like they get, you know, you have four guys or whatever it happens to be and, you know, someone dies or someone gets kicked out or someone, you know, leaves the band or whatever. Yeah. Um, they bring in a ne the next guy to kind of fill those shoes. I think and a Motley Crue. I mean... Well, I think of Metallica. Metallica. You know, well. Cliff Burton was killed in a bus accident. Mm -hmm. I mean, that legitimately happened. Right. I'm talking conspiracy theory on this. They brought in Jason Newstead and Jason Newstead was around until like the early 2000s. And the other three members that have been there since the inception are still there. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've changed basis so many times because of, you know, he passed away and then whatever. But, right. yeah, like, did he kind of feel isolated with this for a reason? There was another album as well. And on the, the, the rear cover, maybe, um, it was maybe the first album that they came out with after this whole conspiracy theory. Sergeant Pepper's. Was the one? Is it the rear album where John Lennon is the only Beatle member that's got his back in the picture and is not his face? Like the other three are standing facing, and one has their back turned, and I believe it's John Lennon, or it's a. Uh, it's Paul the. McCartney. It, it's it's also their mad their magical mystery tour where three of them are in white and one of them is dressed in black. Is it the same? So thing? it's kind of like along those lines. Um, you know, we talked about the backwards that you play song, certain songs backwards. Yeah. They say Paul is dead. I buried Paul. Yeah. You know, they talk about five number nine, like number nine. You know, turn me on, dead man. Turn me on. Paul is dead, man. I miss him, miss him, miss him. Um, yeah. So I mean, there's just so much that we can that we can kind of go with. Um, you know, and, and even to go along with. They go along with that license plate, LMW. Linda McCartney weeps. Linda McCartney was Paul McCartney's wife at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean, there's just so much. Um, there was just there's just so much that goes yeah. along into it, man. And I think even from the Beatles' perspective, if it's not true, I wonder if they. You know, there's the famous saying, "No publicity is bad publicity." So it's like yeah, no news is good news, yeah, right? It's like do you did they play off this? Did they build into the hype? Did they, you know, Well, Paul McCartney released people, an album in the 90s people, that said yeah. Paul is live. You know, yeah. so like I mean, but I like, don't know. They, yeah, I wonder how much of it was just like hey, you know, we're getting attention. I mean, like it's it's continuing to build like we're on the news, we're on this, we're on that, you know. People are talking about it. People are talking about it. We're staying relevant. I mean, we're talking about it yeah. 60 years later. Yeah, so part of me is like, even if it wasn't true, I wonder if some of the stuff that they did was almost intentional to kind of like keep people engaged, keep people following that chase, following that conspiracy. To keep the juices going. Yeah, keep, yeah. keep the story alive. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about. It really is. Um and again, we—I mean—we could go on for twenty more minutes looking at things that have, you know, been for this conspiracy theory or against it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, you could look in for in, look into it for yourself. I mean, I've—I've I've read a bunch of articles over the past couple of weeks. I, I've watched a, I watched a YouTube video on it. Um, yeah. Did I mean, they actually have a lawyer? Or some sort of investigator that actually jumped on board with this. Well, like, they they did it. They did a study where they measured like they the, of pictures. They like they. I don't know how you even do this, but you like say like you measure their skulls from a picture, and they're like, oh, well, the skulls are two completely different sizes. Huh. From the original quote unquote Paul McCartney to the one now. Wow. And so it's like I mean I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Like I mean, that's a little bit too 
a little far technically savvy for me. I mean, but something to make you think. Yeah. And there's so many yeah. more sources out there and oh, videos I know. to watch, and I know there's there's a thousand of them, you know, that that talk about different things that that we obviously do not have the time. Well, we do have the time, but nobody wants to stick around and listen to. Yeah, nobody's gonna listen episode. to us. Nobody's gonna listen to us go on and on and on about this for an hour and a half. So. Some people might be wondering who Paul McCartney is. I think uh, our demographics, we do have. A couple people who are in the younger demographics, you might not even know who Paul McCartney that's, is. So. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But hey, people can look them up. That's right. People, this will give they people might this. The chase. This might give them, you know, the 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 wherewithal to want to check it out. That's right. That's who what knows? We're here for. So, a little long winded on that one, but again, we talked about it. it's going to be thought provoking here tonight. This episode is going to be something that we're going to kind of have conversations about and kind of think like, okay. Really? Like, I mean, that sounds pretty legit. Yeah. So, beer one down, conspiracy theory one down. When we come back, we'll hit you with beer number two, and we will give you our, um, well, Branson will give you his conspiracy theory for the yeah. week. So, stick around. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to episode 16 of the Master Craftsman Podcast. We are in our Stout and Conspiracy Theory episode. So had our first Stout, our Arche there in segment one, and our discussion on Paul is Dead. So Branson, this is your go-to here on this one. Give us a little bit of, uh, of an idea on the beer we're going to take a, take, a, take a gander at, yeah, on, so- and then... Uh, Go ahead and dive into your, your theory. I am not sure, honestly. I'm not sure if we have hit anything from this brewery yet. Um, I don't think we have. I don't think it's been... If we have, it has not been um, a feature. It Maybe may it be, be a like a... Or, something. or like a warm-up beer is what I was okay. kind of thinking. So this is Untitled Art, and they are out of Wisconsin. Um, so they... Do some pretty <laughs> stellar. They were actually one of the first smoothie beers that I tried. So okay. Untitled Art, a, probably like four years ago or so, five years ago, they came out with a rainbow sherbet smoothie salad. And oh boy! It like blew my mind, and so I I like I would go to like vintage and I would just buy up a bunch of stuff from. We got one of those coming. Do we? Didn't we get the 450 rainbow? We did sherbet get a one? rainbow sherbet. One. So we Herbert have a Sherbert. we got Herbert sherbet coming. Sorry, but go ahead. I, I yeah, just when you said that, that makes me excited. When you said that, I thought, no, I think we have one coming. But so untitled, I I had started buying a bunch of their stuff, and then you know some of the guys there were like, oh, if you like this, try this. And so that's kind of how I got down the smoothie train. But untitled art, they kind of started me on it. But I've had several of their other styles, and the one thing that I I applaud them for is. It's a, uh, what you see is what you get. Yes. What they say you're going to get is what you're going to get. It's in there. Um, so we have a maple coffee stout. Um, I love maple and stouts, and I love coffee stouts. So I think that this has a really good potential to, to be really, really good, um, especially knowing that it's coming from Untitled. So this one does come in at 8% alcohol. A little bit lower than what our Shea was. I believe they were yeah, 9%. They were 8 as well. They were 8 as well. Okay, so as well. Yeah, both yeah. coming I in at 8%. Remember. I know the next one comes in heftier at 13%, but we will get there when we get there. It's only a 12-ounce can, though. It's only so a 12-ounce can, that so helps. we got to get through that. So that is what we're drinking here on this next one. I did go ahead and pour them up already for Jared and I. Poured very similar to the R Shea beer. Same color head, same consistency, but the smell is much more... It's coffee it's straight coffee, dude. And I'm I I mean I've said it on here numerous times. We outside both of love maybe coffee, outside yeah. of maybe like a smoothie, like a really really nice like rich smoothie. The gosh, the coffee stout is gonna probably yeah. be my go to. So let's Cheers. let's have at it, man. Cheers to you. Yeah, that doesn't suck. Does not miss the mark. No. Um, I don't get a ton of maple. I don't know about you. I don't get a ton um, of maple. I get some sweetness, but I can't necessarily dis- distinct that as being maple. Um, 
Yeah, very, very Maybe light as sweetness. it warms up a little bit, I will notice that more. Ton of coffee, man. Ton of coffee. Ton of coffee. It's like and a, I'm, I'm all about that. It just tastes like a, like a cold brew coffee or like an ice, ice black coffee, um, with like just like a subtle sweetness. Like it's just like it's, it's my got, go-to, man. It's real good. It is. That's it's my really cold brew. Is an it, it, it go-to is a cold brew, and that's yeah. This is, this is like a frothy, a frothy cold brew. It's very, very good, very, very good. Still not getting a whole lot of the maple in the second flavor. I'm going to give it some time to continue to warm up and uh, let some of those flavor profiles come, come through a little more. But I'm going to go ahead and get into my conspiracy theory. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, mine has to do with the Denver International Airport. Um, so there are several different theories out there on some different things that they think are going on behind the scenes of the Denver airport. Um, some say that, um, that it's, it's going to be like the next Nazi regime. Um, some say that they're, um, planning on that being like a, a safe house for the global elite during Armageddon. Um, there, there's, there's a whole number of them, um, that go into it, but I'm going to hit some of the, top items that I think really make people question what's going on there. Um, so the Denver airport was originally opened to the public in 1995. Um, so one of the key things um, about this is it took several years longer than they expected when construction, like they missed the mark by a lot. Now we all know what construction's like. You run into delays, things right. like that nature. But so the thing that I think is kind of odd about this one is not only did it run into um, issues when it was being built, but it also went $3 billion over budget. Jeez. Not $3 million, not 300000 It went $3 billion over budget. And so there were established buildings and things like that in the area when they were building the airport. And instead of demolishing them and building the airport and things like that, they actually buried the buildings. So there's a network of tunnels and buildings underneath the Denver airport um, that the public obviously does not have access to. Um, so now these underground tunnels and bunkers, some people say um, that there's special testing going on there because it's underground and yeah. there were issues, it's contained. Kind of like like a nuclear silo type deal. Um, others say that these are like guard houses for the for the global elite, like if like to establish the the new world order. Like when the world is ending, like they're gonna gather all the most important people and they're gonna put them underground. It's gonna be a safe space. To overtake the earth, right? Yeah. To then be able to kind of start over. Um, some say that not only are there buildings, but there's like. Um, these big like where they can grow plants and they have like food supplies and all this crazy stuff um, which is a part of the reason why they're saying that it, that it took much longer to build and why it went so far over budget is because a lot of this was funneled through without like appearing to the regular eye like it just looked like the airport was under construction nobody knew you know what was going on yeah but this would make sense why there would be extra costs incurred and extension of time on the on the build. But um, so I mentioned that that some people think like the next Nazi like regime may come out of the Denver airport, like that it's going to be like a headquarters type deal. Um, is they if you look at the map of the runways, um, they say that it resembles a swastika. So if you look at, I did look, and it it does. It does kind of have that. I mean, okay, is, I haven't seen a picture of that. So uh, let me pull it up here for you, so you can see. Um, it is definitely got some. I mean, it's hard to. It's not. There you go. So I mean, it's, okay. So it's not it's not really it's in, not like perfect, 
but it does. I don't feel that it's much of a stretch either. It's not, at yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not a like, super far stretch to, get, it, to pull that kind of idea. Yeah, it's not like you're looking at it like, oh, okay. Like that's, yeah, it's not got like a circle yeah, around it and yeah. equals and things like that. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, and this has been um, brought up to people and um, it has been kind of dismissed as due to the weather in the area. Having the layout like that allows for easier access to runways and certain weather events mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Right. Um, so again, where where there is, you know, question, there is often an answer. Um, so that is what people have said regarding that. Um, but the next thing that is is interesting and, and, and kind of odd that I think is, if you look at the way that the fence has been put up, um, it's actually backwards from what you would expect it to be. So barbed wire fence, like if you look at a prison, um, it goes up and then it angles in towards the prison to, to keep, keep people from climbing over. Yes. Um, so that is, it's actually set up the same way as a prison is. It's designed to keep things in, mm-hmm. whereas you would think for safety reasons, they would try to keep people out or allow- from getting mm-hmm. in to airspace, you know, anything like that, especially post 9-11, you know, having people be able to right, just get in. I mean, there's there's really no deterrence. I mean, the, the fence with the barbed wire on top literally poses no threat. You can literally climb right over it. Yeah. Um, so that that is something that is, that is interesting and off to me. Um, and lastly, there are several paintings and murals. That's what I was going to talk about. That's that's the one thing that when it I looked is, it up, it is really odd. So like, there's um, there's pictures of guys with AK-47s and gas masks on that they're saying kind of resemble, you know, World War II history and like the Nazi kind of you know gas chamber esque type. Um, it's like just some really really dark things that are painted in there. And some people say it's taken out of context and it's cherry-picking symbolism. Um, but I still think, man, it is just... There's a lot of really odd things going on there. Some chalk it up to just skepticism of the U.S. government. Others think that there's more material evidence there. Um, there's been reports of people seeing, you know, suit and tie people in front of big steel doors, not letting, yeah. letting people buy, things like that. Um, there's also a, a specific stone in the airport um, that covers a time capsule that's not to be opened until like 2090 something. Like Is that, that? The, the dedication that has like the, it has like the Freemasons logo on that it, which goes it? along with that New World Order that we right. talked you talked about a little bit ago. Yeah, so so basically the, the overarching one, the most popular one, is that this is some sort of headquarters for the global elite. Um, setting up and kind of establishing that new world order. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other one that I would say probably comes second to that is that this is going to be some sort of like prisoner camp or it's set up to be some sort of housing development um, that is meant to keep people contained within because, again, this is the largest airport in the United States geographically. It's, I, it's I read, the second largest in the world. I read that it's like twice the size of Manhattan. It is. Or something like it something absurd massive. like that. It's huge. Yes. So it is very large. It is the largest in the United States, second largest in the world. So is it a stretch to say, hey, we could take this large fenced in area that, by the way, is fenced to keep things in, and we can use this as X, Y, or Z? Yeah. Is that a stretch? Yeah. Is it believable? We don't know. We have nothing really um, materialized to be able to draw a clear conclusion. But these are some things that have been spotted um, and that, I guess, at least require additional thought and consideration when you're kind of, I don't know, thinking about it. Yeah. I, I just Some of it is just like, I mean, $3 billion over a budget. Like that's... <sighs> That's that's a huge yeah. number. Like yeah. that's an incredibly large number. Billions with a B is a lot of a lot of money. Like it ended up taking like how uh, however long after the it was like two years or something. Wasn't yeah, I it? think it was like two years. 
Um, let me see here. How? Uh, I read somewhere that it was like area. They refer to it as like area fifty-two. Like we, yeah. we all know about Area Fifty One. Yeah. Like they're referring to it as like Area Fifty Two because there's so much mystery to it. Um, makes me want to fly into Denver to be honest with you. I don't even yeah. like flying, but it makes me want to think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's saying that um, it had been two years is what they're saying. It went. Like over over like time frame yeah. in terms of finishing yep. it. Yep, two years and three billion dollars later, um, still lots of questions. And I mean, you could probably go into any airport and find some weird painting or statue that you're like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, like, but like, I don't know that I've ever been to Pittsburgh International Airport and seen like a picture of like a guy with a gas mask holding an AK forty seven. No, like that's a little. No, that's a little weird. Yeah, I. I and then you got like you said, you got like that Freemason thing with it, the New World Order. Yeah, like there's just lots of yeah, things that yeah. come into play with it, and and so that that was the conspiracy theory that that struck my interest and that I thought was like, I don't know, it was one that I didn't. Thought provoking, man. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's just it makes you makes you think and makes you like maybe take a second to look at your surroundings and just ask questions just like, yeah, like what, what is that yeah all what's, about what's this going what's going on here yeah yeah all right so there are our individual picks now when we come back we'll dive into beer three um which is a heavy hitter and um Branson and I have kind of been talking uh, off air about a third one we'll be brief on that one we'll kind of talk about kind of what we feel uh, in regards to that one. So stick around when we come back. We'll hit beer three and our conspiracy theory number three. And then in our outro tonight, we'll rank these three beers. We'll give you um, our untapped scores on those as well. So stick around. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Episode 16 of The Master Craftsman. It is our stout and conspiracy theory slash myth slash rumor slash whatever you want to call it episode. Uh, we got beer three here, teed up. Branson has already got it poured. Nice um, fun, too. I'm teed up. Swinging sticks. Happy accident. Happy accident. Truly wasn't even planning wasn't even planning that it just kind of happened um so Branson I'll just let I'll lead you into <laughs> go ahead a, you teed it up for me I mean I literally did right so from this, the one, tees. <laughs> this one is called Swingin' Sticks um and it is Humble Forager collaborating with Angry Chair out of Tampa um it is a roasted pistachio cocoa nibs toasted coconut and caramel sweet stout um the can's cool it's got two it's guys sweet. two guys walking down the fairway um, with their clubs on the back. Yeah. So when, when Jared said teed up, I mean, it was a perfect play on words. So we got it poured up. This one poured significantly darker than the yeah, other two, I think. Yeah, this one's really, really dark. Not much head on this one either. No. Um, it smells it sweet. It smells sweet and it, it smells nutty. Definitely smells some pistachio in there. Yeah. Yeah. So All right, man. let's cheers this. And then at the end of this one, we'll kind of recap what which ones are our favorite. Thoughts. Thoughts for me are not my favorite flavors, but my favorite mouthfeel of the beers. The the creamier, the thicker consistency I like, but I don't know how I feel about the pistachio. I'm just going to be honest. We talked about it with the first two. Um, when they're listed with their adjuncts yeah. and how like sometimes it's not there. Um, I don't really taste much of any of those. I think the most I get is the cocoa. Um, okay. And when I say cocoa, not like actual chocolate, but you know, and you get like the like Baker's chocolate. Yes. 
and, and, and it's 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 like that powdery like and it, this isn't powdery this, i mean this is a good beer but i'm not going to say it's, it's not it's just dark like bitter it's, kind of flavor. it's almost like there's no real adjuncts in it but like it has that like it bitter almost, it almost just has like almost a barrel non-adjunct barrel yeah like i mean i'm okay I'm with it a little bit of the coconut and caramel see i don't get um, i don't I, but i think honestly i think the pistachios really really forward in this and i don't know that i like it i mean i love pistachios but i don't get i don't get really any of that i don't i don't know maybe it's just maybe it's just because of the other two beers and the warm-up beer we've had but I just yeah, like, the other ones we had were like really flavor forward. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if maybe the flavors I are love, just so subtle. I love the mouthfeel in this one. It's very angry cherish. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that it coats the whole mouth. More pistachio in that second um, sip. The, the second sip for me was better than the first. The first one really caught me off guard because it smells like it's going to be really sweet, mm-hmm. but it comes forward as really roasty, really bourbony. Mm-hmm. It does have that bourbon barrel feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're 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 spot on with that assessment there. I'm not going to say I don't like it. More coconut, but man, is it boozy? It's really boozy. Like, yeah, I. I and this is not. It's imperial, but it is not. It's not barrel aged. aged. No, it, it um, does not say anything on there about about anything barrel aged. Definitely got some more more coconut and caramel on that one, but the caramel is is more like a burnt caramel rather than like rather than the sweet caramel we sweet got caramel. from the dessert list. Our right. Shows. Yeah. Right. Well, let's go into this last one here, yeah. and this one's going to be brief. This is just kind of a, a, a random one that we talked about, just kind of off air. We're going to throw it in here um, to finish up as we hit this last beer. So, Branson, give us a go on what we're going to be talking about here with segment three. Yeah. So, and and I think one thing to keep clear on this one is what we are and aren't um, considering to be like the comp- conspiracy theory slash myth. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about Megalodon, the the massive shark. Yes. Um, so it is factual that this did exist yes. millions of years ago. Yes. What the conspiracy theory is, is there are sightings of these massive sharks. Is it still in the oceans today? This massive crazy creature. Scientists are saying it's not possible. Other people are getting videos, pictures of like these big massive sharks that, isn't it amazing though when they get these videos and pictures it's always grainy it's always grainy like or the, the picture the, with like, cell phones and yeah. everything we have now the like, picture is like it's always kind like, of distorted or at a weird angle or like there's like a shadow where you can't tell if that's actually part of the shark or if it's just the shadow of like something else mm-hmm. but like so we're talking about megalodon so if for those of you who don't know massive like when you think of great white shark, the the largest great white shark ever recorded is twenty feet. About twenty feet long. About twenty feet, two and a half tons. Megalodon, um, they said on average was between like thirty to thirty five. Yeah, to give or take ish feet. Mm-hmm. But some scientists speculate that the larger end could be up to what was it like eighty two. I was gonna feet? say it was like lower eighties. Yeah. I think I think they. They averaged it out to be like in the upper 60s. So, yeah. Like 80 would be like the goat of all megalodons. So, we are talking, I mean, 80 feet. That's massive. That's massive. So, the question slash conspiracy is, are they still around today? So, now you came across something that I thought was pretty interesting Mm -hmm. as far as... so, So, my big thing, I guess... My question would be is, so things that, that, that go into the ocean, so things that fall into the ocean. Let's say you you smashed a bottle. Yeah. You smashed a beer bottle into the ocean, and it sinks to the bottom, and there's constant currents in the ocean. That sand on the bottom, it moves, you, you know. The friction, the, the weathering, the it's going to get... The friction and the weathering, it, you, the people call it sea glass. They'll find these yeah. broken bottles. And what has happened is they have tumbled in the sand so many times that it softens the sharp edges and it looks more like a stone than it does ever being a part of a beer bottle. So you have something, some sort of item that was discovered recently. Okay, so I found an article on Fox News... 
Um, and this is recent. This is this this article was published on January thirtieth, twenty twenty three. Uh, a girl by the name of Molly Sampson, nine year old, out of Prince Fed Frederick, Maryland. She was out like quote unquote treasure hunting with her dad uh, on Christmas and her and her older sister. Um, in the the Maryland, it says Calvert Calvert Cliffs area, um, which is a bay near in the Maryland area. She found again. This is a nine-year-old girl, a five-inch-long, fifteen-million-year-old megalodon tooth. Now it has a picture here of this little girl holding this tooth. This thing is the size of her hand. Uh, it, it's actually the size of like my hand. I mean, it's massive. Like if you look, I mean, obviously, I, I we can't show the picture on here, Branson. I'll show you the picture of this girl. I, I mean. Look at the size of that tooth in her hand. Yeah, that's no joke. I mean, it's it's massive. It's almost the size of like, I, it's huge. Like, and the thing is, is like this, this is a nine year old girl who just stumbled across this tooth. It says she was in like knee deep water, um, and looked over and just saw this tooth like just hanging out uh, in in the water. And just, just, just unreal the size and just how rare this is. I mean, you said it. You throw something, if something falls in the ocean or something goes in the ocean, I mean, nine times out of ten, it's going to get worn away. It's going to disappear. It's going to kind of, um, you know, be gone. And right. it's going to, it's going to just weather and erode down to like a small, no. tiny piece. Like yeah. this tooth, I mean, it shows another picture of it. It, 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 it's almost as big as both of this girl's hand. I mean, again, nine years old, um, fourth grader. I mean, it's just, it's absurd to think about the fact that this could potentially still be swimming in the ocean. Right. And, and that's the big question that kind of like is to be asked is, is this, this creature still swimming in the ocean? And there are always like these hoax things that are out there of like photoshop stuff that you can clearly tell but i mean there are like even up to like i don't know this article and specifically september 7th of 2022 um they are saying so scientists say that they went extinct roughly three and a half ish million years ago which is hard to wrap your mind around anyway but like the new york post had something on here from September of 2022 that some sort of ultrasonic ray picked up a 50 foot anomaly that they that that showed as being potentially a shark God. which would jump to the, obviously the megalodon classification like that super sized shark um there's been no confirmation um but, yeah, so there's several, several, I mean, I'm looking down through here now, um, several different news networks, including U.S. Today um, and uh, another another news organization are saying that a giant shark-shaped blob was spotted on underwater scanners. And people are wondering, this was in the Atlantic Ocean, people are wondering if this is truly a megalodon, a, a massive creature and so this is why i don't swim in the ocean folks. see and i do i'm i'm like a um i don't even know how to explain it i'm just like i play my odds like i guess it's like odds are i'm probably not going to get attacked by a shark especially not a megalodon because like 50 the feet water's yeah, I mean, shallow yeah. like i mean you ain't swimming out in the ocean open ocean but yeah if, i i I, uh, Listen, I have seen some pretty massive things. So we go on like cruises and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And like there has been a time where we were standing on the top deck. So that is 11, 10, 11 stories high off the ocean. And we could look down and distinctly see a sea turtle. And so, and you think of how big a sea turtle has oh, to they're be massive, yeah. to be able to be visibly spotted from 10 or 11 stories up. Like, like to where it looked like a normal size sea turtle, but when you think of your pers perspective of how high up you are, you got to realize that thing is like the size of like a Volkswagen Bug. See, I, I am messing like, around with the ocean, man. The ocean is a super scary thing, 
and and people say and scientists say there's no way blah 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 that 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 megalodon can exist it's just the the ocean environment is not suitable blah 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 but another thing that we were discussing off air yeah. when we were discussing the topic is we have only really researched and like discovered yeah. and like gone through about somewhere between 10 and 20 percent of the ocean it's like okay so like we we kind of had talked back and forth it's like okay so like think of some of the characteristics and like species of things that are in the united states and imagine just discovering 10 to 20 percent of the united states all these crazy creatures and like formations and just natural things that occur are in the United States, but because you've only seen twenty percent, you think you kind of can make an assumption about the other eighty. Yeah. There's so much left to be unknown. And like is it possible that it is extinct and has been extinct for three million years? Absolutely. It's probably probable based on science. I mean right. it's probable that there's no such thing. But anymore. Right. But there's also that slight off chance and I mean up till twenty two scientists are still like they're like oh crap we found something that's like 50 a nine-year-old girl found a freaking tooth yeah it's like four months ago yeah and it's like okay so like like another thing is yeah i'm like man shout out to her i mean that's an incredible find i mean yeah i hope you make bucks i mean get yourself through graduation whatever you got to do get yourself through college and whatnot but I don't know i I still that's a heck of a piece i mean it says she's a collector she collects fossils and does that so like that's cool. That's an that's, unbelievable piece to like is. add to your collection, man. I don't know. I think I think um, there is so there's a scene in Friends that that cuz cuz Ross is like this big science guy, right. you know, he's, he's very a, he's scientific. A paleo, what is he? He, he works for the he works for the museum and he's like a yeah, he's yeah. a dinosaur guy. Yeah. And so, one of the episodes, him and Phoebe are kind of going back and forth, and and, and and Phoebe says, you know, you know, so many years ago, everybody on Earth believed that it was flat, that it was, right. they were 100% positive that the Earth was flat, you could fall off the edge, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and so, Ross is like, well, we have discovered since, so she's like, okay, so scientists were wrong at that time. And so she's like, so you're mean to tell me that of all the things in the world that there's not a teeny tiny chance that you could be wrong about, you know, X, Y, or Z. That's so crazy like, to think that about. is what's crazy to think about when it comes to this is like based on our science and stuff today, we don't think that it's possible. But again... There is, there is could a it be? teeny tiny chance that it definitely could be possible. It's like Lloyd Christmas, so you're telling me there's you're a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. Exactly. Great move. Exactly. So, so, yeah, that's where we're at on that. So there you have it, folks. There's our three that we kind of, uh, each of us kind of came up with our own there, and then we had one that we had kind of brainstormed and kind of wanted to talk about as well um, with our three stouts. So when we come back, we'll wrap things up. We'll kind of give you our one, two, and three of the three that we've had tonight and give you a quick preview of next week's episode, um, which will be kind of exciting. I'm looking forward to that one. It's one of my favorite. It's sporting event-wise, probably one of my favorite sporting things of of the year outside of like an actual game or a yeah, contest. So um, we'll dive into that here in a minute, give you a little preview when we come back. So stick around. We will be right back. up guys welcome back to the final segment of episode 16 again we've been hitting our um like we talked about probably our final stout night of um this first season at least i would i would think yeah yeah as the weather starts to continue to turn in terms of uh it gets warmer here in northeast ohio but uh we've, we've we've hit three pretty good ones and we've been talking about some conspiracy theories some myths some urban legends whatever you want to call them um and they've they've spawned some pretty good conversations so branson before i dive into next week's episode kind of give us a rundown on what we have in terms of rankings for the three we've had tonight yeah so we talked we talked a little bit off of the mic here 
and we landed honestly at the same rating. So uh, coming in at we'll go three to one. Coming in at sure. third, um, I have the Swing and Sticks yeah. with Angry Chair. At, and I still gave this a 4.0 because I still thought it was a really good beer. I really loved the mouthfeel. Um, later sips, I really started to pull a lot of the coconut and some pistachio. Um, I still think, I don't know, I feel like I was duped a little bit when it came to being called a, a sweet stout. Um, it wasn't very sweet. It wasn't yeah, very yeah, yeah. sweet. It was very it roasty. Um, but still a very good beer nonetheless. I gave mm-hmm. that a 4 Coming in number two, the maple maple coffee stout from Untitled Art. Very coffeeish. Um, very which I was okay with. And there was a slight hint of sweetness, but I just wish it would have came through more with that maple flavoring. Yeah. Still giving that one a four two five. Um, there's a couple things I would change. I, I like I said, I wish I could have got more distinct maple flavor, mm. and then if they could have gotten the mouthfeel that the Angry Chair Humble Forger one had. That would have just taken it to a complete next level. And then last but not least, number one dessert list uh, from Arshay. I thought that was the best one of the night. Given that one a four or five, I think it did an yeah. incredible job of blending all the ingredients. None of them were overpowering, um, but none of them were left out. Yeah, it what it said was what you got. Well together. So I really, really enjoyed that one. Again, four or five. So um, number one dessert list with Arshay. The caramel cinnamon roll uh, pastry milk stout. Then number two at a 4.25 maple coffee stout from Untitled Art. And then number three at a 4.0 swinging sticks with Angry Chair. And that is an imperial sweet stout. Debatably. Yeah, none of them were bad. No, I wouldn't wouldn't say that I'm disappointed in any of these uh, in terms of... um, drinkability um but branson you hit the nail on the head there the the, the swinging sticks was kind of kind of missed on, on on a lot of the things it wasn't sweet um yeah it was more roasty and more nutty and uh the, the maple coffee just didn't have the the full-on maple flavor that i was hoping for whereas the dessert list uh, i mean all the adjuncts that it said were in there were in there it was caramel. It was cinnamon roll, and and, and um, in the first segment we talked about kind of that pastry feel. It did have that doughy taste to it, so it it, it did hit all all the marks. So it was the number one uh, go to for the night. Now, moving into next week, taking a look at the schedule, taking a look at the date. Next week falls into the twentieth of April. 420. 420. We have some delicious 450 North offerings coming from their 420 collection. We talked about one of them earlier, the Herbert Sherbet. Um, Herbert's Sherbert or Sherbet, however you want to say it. Um, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, it's one of the offerings. And then we will get to the other two coming next week. But in terms of topic, it's NFL draft season, man. And it's We're one of almost fully into it. I it's mean. one of my favorite nights of the year. I know my wife knows that. Like, listen, once the NFL draft starts, I go down the basement. I will talk to you at least after the Steelers pick. Like a lot of times, yeah. I I'll watch the full first round, but um, my focus is once the Steelers pick, then I'm like, okay, like I'm not I'm not really worried about what happens after that. The first couple picks are always super exciting. And then it's just like anticipation yes. of like who's going to be left when your team gets to their pick. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, okay, I'm happy or not happy with who we got. I can pretty much see a summary of the rest of the picks later. But yeah. it's like a lot of the time it, it's getting to your team's pick. Um, luckily enough for me, several of the last years, my pick came relatively early as a Browns fan. So it's like, I mean, you get in there, you get out, you know, first five picks, whatever. And boom, you're done for the evening. You know, nine times out of ten, it's a bust anyway. It is what it is. It's fair. But I don't even think we have a first round pick this year. Do not. We're we're early second round. I don't know I don't that it's know. early. I, I think it's late. It's early. I think it's yeah, mid to late second round. So. I do know that the Steelers have seventeen. Then they have thirty two from a trade with the Bears, and then I think. 
think it's like 49. So they have three picks in like the first 50, which so they're going to get, they're going to get hopefully three pretty decent guys unless they decide to trade package, which whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I'm just, I love the NFL draft. So that's going to be our topic next week. We haven't really, we haven't kind of nailed down how we're going to kind of go about it, but it's going to be an NFL draft night. So next week we got three 450 offerings from their 420 collection as it will be 420 next Thursday. And we'll dive into the NFL draft, which takes place on the 27th. So it'll be our preview for, you know, to be our preview for the draft. So, once again, for Branson, this has been, or this is Jared, and this has been episode 16 of the Master Craftsman Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in each and every week. Um, again, check us out on Instagram at the.mastercraftsman. We'll have the can art from the three beers that we've tried tonight, as well as each of the other episodes that we've had so far. If you have any other ones you want us to try or some other ones you want us to try to get our hands on, please let us know. We will definitely do our best to do so. So once again, thank you for listening to us and we will see you next week.